true fans of horror and haunted houses and Halloween are coming here year after year or we would not still be here. And that is what I tell people who are complaining about the place. I'm like, listen, we must be doing something right. With 19 seasons already under their belt, Fright Nights at the South Florida Fairgrounds is preparing for their 20th year this coming Halloween season. Today, we'll hear about how they did last season and what they have planned for their 20th year. I actually recorded this on closing night of their 2021 season, and we've been holding onto it for a little bit. With Transworld looming next month, I figured it's the perfect time to release it. Okay, here we go. This year was spectacular. We figured people would be looking for stuff to do, you know, all shacked up in their bomb shelters or whatever they were doing before. This is the last night. We're probably looking at, I don't know what the number is, but it feels like it's four, four, four or 5,000 people out here. So we're looking at record numbers for our last Saturday, which really tells the entire tale and answers your question. What kind of challenges did you all face here and how did you kind of overcome them to be so successful? Oh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt? Staffing. Staffing was the main challenge, and I will say that there's a, a little mix of, oh, God, how do I put this in a light and, and fluffy way? A lot of people don't want to work. All right, so there's a lot of that. This is a young man's game, and that's why I shouldn't still be in it. But anyway, there's, there's a lot of youngsters out there doing the hard work, doing the scares. And uh, if it's their first year, it's kind of hard to get in the groove. So we lose a lot of people, and that's okay. It's not for everybody. So that would be the main thing. I mean, our build was tough for similar reasons, and our cast our cast has been tough. Now, the crew that's here tonight, those are the people that are made out of metal. And I mean metal both ways, like uh, heavy metal. And, you know, they're out there doing the hard work, and even if a house is supposed to have 24 and it's got 17, it don't feel like it. So that would be the biggest challenge, I would say. And there's material costs gone up and all that other crap, but that that's not the issue. People is always the issue, because we always put out a good a good set design and all that jazz, but actors is the frosting. And if we ain't got the frosting, no one wants a damn cake. So yeah, that's where we are. And we pulled through and yeah, it's a banner year. And do you have any specific tactics you guys tried this year? We got incentive programs. Yeah, we've got a lot of red velvet even. In fact, tonight we give away a ton of prizes. We have a ticket system where our designers and our quality control team goes through and tickets people who are kicking ass. And they put that ticket in a squirrel cage. There they are right there in Jeremy's hand. And then we spin the squirrel cage around and we draw like 20, 20 prizes every Saturday night throughout the season. So that's, that's a reason to stay here and scare and sweat your face off. Did you need to adjust your schedule or any of your ticket offerings this year? Nope, we're pretty much following a similar footprint to other years. One less haunted house than usual, but still two scare zones, three haunted houses inside, rides on the midway, and lots and lots of scary folks. Did you add tickets? Okay, and creatively, let's talk creatively. Creatively, uh, we faced a similar challenge that we had in previous years, being that we lose designers, and so we have to bring up a new crop of designers. So lucky for us, coming back after the apocalypse, we had, excuse me, whatever it's called, uh, we had two new designers. We actually had three new designers. We just ixnated the fourth house. So we had one veteran, Jeremy, right here in the room with us. And then we had two new designers. It was fine. We pulled it off. There's plenty of us to make sure that everything goes the way it should. But uh, that was a great challenge. But it had nothing to do with what year it was. That's happened in 2015. It's happened in 2010. And it happens every once in a while. We either lose people or they, they move away or they're just like, I don't want to design a house ever again. It's too much damn work. So a combination of those things. Everyone always comes together in the end. There's always those that middle of the build because we're tear down haunted house. So we come from absolute zero to all this uh, nonsense right here. So somewhere in the middle, people lose their minds like, 
oh my God, there's so much stuff left to do and it's almost freaking October. How are we going to do it? Oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. And then we calm down again and we pull it off. Every year. Every year. So next year is your 20th year. Talk to me about that. I'm probably going to be in a wheelchair. But uh, other than that, same old thing. No, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to try to blow the doors off. And, you know, budget allowing, we're going to try and bring more haunted houses than we usually do. We're probably going to try and go past four and try to go to five. Don't quote me on that because it really just boils back down to, you know, whether or not we can uh, reach into the wallet and do that. Because, you know, haunted houses are hard to put together, especially when you're building them from the ground up. But that would be the main plan. And it's not just that we're bringing back multiples, but also that they're going to be some of the classics. So we're going to bring back stuff from when we first started here. Because we've all been here almost the entire time. And so we're going to bring back some of the old classics. People have been coming here for a while. They're going to recognize them. New folks are still going to enjoy them because they're classics. So you're looking at, you're definitely looking at Country Bills. Country Bills is a meat market, cannibal style. You're definitely looking at the Smiths, which is a, a murderous clown family. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But those two, those two are going to be in the mix. And we hope that longtime fans of Fright Nights are going to dig that. And that's our throwback because it's 20 years. Um, and we're, we're always, you can see, here's a giant list. Don't actually read it. But those are things for 2022 that we're either going to kill from this year or add because, holy crap, I can't believe we forgot that. So we're always planning. We're in here like, I can't believe that happened. Where's my pen? That will never happen again. So, yeah, the plans are always, we, we start planning during. And, yeah, by the time the new year comes, we'll start touching base again. And, and then we'll hopefully go do some uh prop buying and, and plotting and scheming and, uh, you know, go out, kill some antelope, whatever it takes. Talk to me about how do you feel next year is going to go from a like demand and a guest expectation? I will say this, when you're running a big event like this, guest expectations, just the word expectations pretty much sums it up, right? They, oh, I thought it was going to be like blah, blah, blah. And then it wasn't. And I got so mad that I went on Google reviews and I slayed you. Um, we're expecting to do what we always do and you can't please everybody. So we're gonna bring it harder than we ever had. We did that this year, we did it We did it bigger and better than we did in 2019, and we're gonna do that again. And some people are gonna be bent out of shape, and these are people who complain about everything. So guest expectations are definitely something we care about, but only when it's a reasonable guest. Yeah. True fans of horror and haunted houses and Halloween are coming here year after year, or we would not still be here. And that is what I tell people who are complaining about the place. I'm like, listen, we must be doing something right. I mean, I, you can come back. I'll give you a free ticket. I don't know what happened. Maybe I personally kick sand in your shoe. I don't know. But uh, you can come back. Maybe we make it right. Maybe you're unpleasable. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Or we won't. But yeah, 2022 is going to be off the chain. And uh, we have nothing uh, negative to say about any of our guests. If they don't enjoy it, they will go somewhere else. And if they do enjoy it, then that's the family that keeps coming back and coming back. We've had 35,000 to 40,000 years of, of attendance. That kind of tells the tale, you know, we're not, we're not uh, making it up. We're doing it the right way. Anything I didn't ask you that you want to add or any? I want to thank anyone who supports Fright Night specifically or any haunted attraction because we have tons of respect for anyone who goes through all of this effort to put something this monstrous together. It doesn't matter how small it is, even if it's someone's uncle doing it in the backyard, that takes a ton of effort. That is to be admired, and Halloween is still the best holiday, and that's all I'd like to say. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. 
We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Haunt Topic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.